Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida, it's LA Rams coast to coast. Hello again, I'm Forrest Kelly, three and a half hours east of the 50-yard line at SoFi Stadium in SoCal. And I'm Mark LZ Rams in Northeast Florida, having survived the hurricane. You survived it nicely, and I uh, just went on a week-long tour across the United States there and back, so we're refreshed and ready to go. No Great. thanks to the Rams' performance on Monday night. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's get right to the trivia question, because I am sure you've got plenty to say about that defeat. Okay, with the emergence of Moose Skoranek as a head-cracking fullback, it made me think of other Rams fullbacks. The 1999 Super Bowl champion St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf, had a great passing and rushing attack. Running back Marshall Falk had almost 1,400 yards rushing. We all know about him, Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, and Torrey Holt. But can you name the Rams fullback that season? It was not Colin Bryant, I know that, but he was one of the most my favorite Ram players just because his biceps and arms were as big as his legs. Do you remember Colin Bryant? I do, yes. He was one of my early favorites along with Lawrence McCutcheon and uh, Harold Jackson in the early 70s for the Rams. All right, uh, let's kick off with our normal critique of the defense. Okay, well, the defense didn't lose the game for us. The offense did. The D gave up only 17 points, and usually that will win in the NFL. So most of my comments will be about the offense, which was abysmal and cost us the game. Now, I know Debo Samuel is a good, but against the Rams, he usually looks like the best player in the NFL. The tackling on his catch-and-run TD was about as bad as it can be for any team, with two of the supposed best tacklers, Taylor Rapp and Jalen Ramsey, missing easy shots at him. Several Rams defensive players are off to slow starts, such as Greg Gaines, Taylor Rapp, and Leonard Floyd, and all three need to improve their game. We cannot replace Rapp with Jordan Fuller, who injured his hamstring and will be out several games, which means more snaps for Terrell Burgess. I expected that the D would give up 17 points, and that's what happened. I also predicted that Matt Stafford would have a clean game, but he did not, as he fumbled and threw another pick six that killed any chance for a comeback. All right, our hint for the trivia question, the jersey number, if you're into numbers, is number 25 of the fullback for the 1999 Rams. Switching over to the offense. Now, this is where you uh, gave us a warning that this is, what did you call it earlier? Your scathing report? Yeah, there's, there's a lot to talk about on the offense, and it's all bad. The offense essentially netted two points, as they scored nine points, but that was offset by Stafford's pick six. So that's only a net of two points, and that's why we lost, plain and simple. Now, what's wrong with the offense? The most glaring issue with the offense is that our offense is too slow. I watched a lot of the Sunday night Bucks-Chiefs game, and the Chiefs offense plays at such a fast pace. Most of their skilled players are fast. They are very quick off the snap. They actually remind me of the aforementioned greatest show on turf rams because you can see what a struggle it is for defenses to keep pace with them. Our offense simply lacks speed. Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the NFL, but he plays the slot, and his game is running intermediary route, which he does better than anyone else. Neither Allen Robinson nor Moose Skoranek is a speed burner. Brandon Powell is quick, but he's a gadget player who only gets a few snaps a game. Tyler Higbee is a tight end, so of course he's no speed merchant. We can only hope that when Van Jefferson returns in a few weeks, he will be 100% healthy and add the speed and deep threat we are sorely lacking. When Van Jefferson does return, McVay will have to make a decision about snaps at wide receiver. Of course, it won't affect Cup, 
But since the Rams almost always use three wide receivers, then who will be the other two? It looks to me that Van Jefferson becomes wide receiver number two, and the Moose stays at that wide receiver number three slash fullback position, and Allen Robinson will see his snaps drop significantly. Now, speaking of Allen Robinson, I am not sure why he is not involved more. It could be because he's not open, or because Stafford won't throw it to him, or because McVay's schemes just don't fit his skill set, or some combination of all three. Last podcast, I suggested that we throw him a few quick passes early in the game, but that didn't happen. He was supposed to be a jump ball specialist in the red zone. If that's the case, they have to throw the ball to him inbounds and high, like a jump ball where he jumps straight up over the defender and catches it. They have not tried that play, even though they've had opportunities down in the red zone. Next, Cam Akers continues to struggle. His yards per carry is 3.1. Fellow running back Daryl Henderson, running behind the same lousy offensive line and running McVay's same boring plays, is averaging a full yard higher at 4.1 yards a carry. When injured Kyron Williams returns, McVay should reconsider his entire running back snap rotation. Next, the Rams' offensive line is in shambles because of injuries. We were forced to use Bobby Evans at left guard and Jeremiah Colonnay at center. I watched those two guys play in the preseason, and they really are not NFL-caliber linemen. Bobby Evans has been on the team since his rookie year and has just regressed year after year. He was expected to be a swing tackle, then they moved him inside, then back outside, and he's done poorly at, at every place along the line. So perhaps they're bad players to be expected from third-string player. The Rams did not make offensive line depth a priority in the offseason, and now that is hurting us. Center Coleman Shelton is out for at least four weeks with a high ankle sprain, and left guard David Edwards is still recovering from a concussion. Stafford is off to a horrible start and is already looking shell-shocked and making a lot of mental mistakes. He is targeting Cup and Higby way too much. All the Rams' routes are intermediary routes, so it makes it very easy for the defense to cover without any fear of a long pass. So part of his problems are poor decisions, but he can't be expected to play his best behind a terrible offensive line and with McVay calling the same predictable plays every game. But he has to protect the ball better. Finally, McVay himself. His play calling sucks. They are not running any traditional screens where you let the defensive line rush through and then dump it past them to a running back with a wall of blockers in front of them. That's one way to beat the pass rush. There isn't enough pre-snap motion. They don't do enough to confuse the defense. Too many runs up the middle from a bunch formation. You would think that with a third stringer playing center and another third stringer playing left guard that you would see more outside runs, right? Wrong. Just once I'd like to see a flea flicker, an end around or something else creative. Too many passes are from the straight drop back formation. When you have Evans and Colin A as two of your interior linemen, you should be rolling the pocket on most plays. And that is my assessment of the offense. As it is with most positions, the, the difference between the starter and the backup, there's a reason for it. There's a reason you're a backup and there's a reason you're a starter. But when the offensive line is decimated by this and you're back to your third string guys, you may be only to pass block for three seconds instead of the starter going four seconds. Right, so so right. That, that one second difference doesn't sound like much, but that's the difference as we like we saw in the uh, Titans Super Bowl victory where Javon Kurse is draped all over Kurt Warner and he's throwing a touchdown pass to Isaac Bruce. So that a split second can really make the difference. So, you know, that's the only thing I can say with McVay running these things. He's just trying to get back to the basics. Can you do the basics, guys? And because they're, I mean, just snapping the ball has got to be a problem 
for right. some of these he's guys. Got a, he's got third. These guys are not second stringers. The third string. Yeah. Brian Allen was the first string center. Uh, Coleman Shelton was second, and then Colin a third. At guard, it was uh, David Edwards, and then Tremaine Ankrum, and now Red uh, Evans. So yeah. you you would think that with those two guys, don't run plays up the middle. That's your weak point. I mean, we still have our starting tackles in Boomer and Havenstein. So roll right, roll left, run some runs right, run some runs left. Don't run into the weak, behind the weaker guys on your line. It just seems like basic common sense. Now, he did not adjust. I understand he started the game, uh, you know, that way. But then when uh, – well, he should have known that Bobby Evans can't block. I mean, he hasn't been able to block for years. He's just <laughs> He was a starter, and then he went to second string, and that was his third string. Next year, he'll be working at McDonald's. I mean, the way – his contract is up. No one's going to pick him up. Yeah, but anyway, it's very frustrating. They're running from this bunch formation up the middle behind guys who can't block. I mean, it's not rocket science. Run behind guys who can block. Run off tackle. Don't run up the middle. You know, they did get down to the uh, in the first half. They did get down to the red zone, and that's that's where all of these problems are going to be exacerbated. Exacerbated because the field is so condensed. You know, they had to kick field goals. If they score a touchdown in there, you know, it's coulda, woulda, shoulda. But anyway, the special teams was that the highlight. Well, I have no beef with the special teams as there were no gaffes. Wiley Dixon punted well, averaging 57.3 yards per punt, and that game made all his kicks. So that they weren't the problem at all. All right, to uh, add some levity here before we get your uh, final summation of everything, I just wanted to play back my highlight of the evening. And here comes a stoppage in play because someone has run on the field with a smoke bomb that is pink, and he's running up the sideline. Now a couple of Rams come over there and make the tackle. Head first into the player who has taken the field, and he's in a cloud of pink smoke, so you can't see him. And now on him are a couple of security guards. That guy is headed into the slammer, and it will not be a good night. Uh, I, I love Kevin Harlan. You know, being a, <laughs> being a broadcaster myself, it's so difficult. And for him to be, to come up with those gems, um, but to, for that guy is going to spend a night in the slammer and will not be a good night. Yeah, well, at least he got on. He didn't get on TV because they don't show it, but he's on. There are plenty of videos of it, so he's you know he's on the internet. He got shown. It was funny the guard trying to chase him when he was carrying <laughs> that color. Now that looked kind of silly, but uh, you know these things happen once in a while. Yeah, and then I think Kurt Warner did a, a offered some uh, insight on it as well. All right, your summary of this uh, of this debacle against the 49ers, give it to me. All right, well, the Rams offense laid another egg on Monday, and we lost despite winning the time of possession, 34 and a half to 25 and a half minutes. We had chances to score touchdowns but couldn't punch it in. What bothers me more than the Rams losing is how boring they've become to watch. The coaches should give some thought to making it uh, the game fun to watch for the fans. Watching Raheem Porras' Charmin defense sit back and give up six-yard passes, play after play after play, is frustrating for the fan to watch. We would prefer the team to play more aggressively, as that's a lot more fun to watch. For McVay, his lack of creativity is making it tedious to watch. If we had lost 38-35 but had some excitement, I would be fine with that. Todd Gurley once called Jeff Fisher's offense a Pop Warner offense. So far, the 2022 Rams offense isn't much better. The 1999 Super Bowl champion St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf, had a great passing and rushing attack. We all know about all of the weapons that the Rams had, but can you name the Rams fullback that season that uh, blocked for Marshall Falk? And the correct answer was Robert Holcomb, 
He was the fullback in 1999. He was the fullback for uh, a couple, three years. Correct. This has been the Ram Forward Podcast. We ask that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you really like the show, feel free to write a review.